small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Village in Crisis with me, Neil McDermott, who is joined this week uh, by once again Lee, who messaged me in a, a blind panic earlier in the week to say that he had advertised his pizza business um, on the local Facebook page of 8,000 uh, members and was worried that he was going to be overwhelmed with business. I messaged him the next day to ask how it went, and he had sold 12 pizzas. Hello, Lee. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I also ignored you uh, with your first message. <laughs> and then you asked me again, like, 20 minutes later. Yeah, I did, actually, yeah. And and also, um, I'll admit that I didn't sell all 12. I sold 10. I made 12. I gave two away. <laughs> Um, the people not like your pizzas. I just think it's. Um, I think that there was a bit of uh, island politics mm. uh, this week, and there's a uh, there's another. We we went out on that Facebook group, and uh, someone sent me a narky little message uh, on Instagram. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did they say? Uh, I'll, I've got the thread here, so I'll read it to you. Uh, let's see. Uh, does it really feel reasonable to offer exactly the same thing as Feta de Pizza? It looks like you are copying them straight up. <laughs> but um, can I? Who are who are Feta de Pizza? Good question. Uh, so. For a little bit of context, a little bit of backstory here. On the island of Bleda, mm. there are two types of people. There are people that live here during the summer mm -hmm. and have their holiday homes here. And usually these people are quite affluent yeah. and they come out to the island to get a break from the city. Their house is down by a lake. Um, they go, you know, canoeing and they play cub and they grill. Right. Yeah. And then you have a second group of people and they're the islanders that live here year round. And mm -hmm. they and I'm, I'm pretty convinced none of them are going to listen to this podcast because I can say they are fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> they are absolutely mental. Anyway, Feta de Pizza, they uh, are a branch from a little shop called Lilla Lardant, which means small. Um. So large, like a uh, shed, right? Little right. shed. And this little shed's in the middle of the woods and they sell clothes and interior design, candles and plates and stuff. Okay. Now, her husband has basically convinced her to invest everything she's made, I presume, and mm. whatever else they have, into making... Uh, building like a pizza truck and he's gone on a course to learn how to do it so they started doing it this summer 
but we'd already made our plans and all of this information will come out as I read the thread. Okay, well, what did you respond to Mrs. Better the Pizza? Go she, fuck yourself. The, the, the person who wrote this isn't actually uh, the, uh, anything to do with Feta de Pizza. Hey. But we found out that she owns a um, cafe on the island not far from Feta de Pizza. Right. And she's trying to sell said cafe. Right. Because obviously she's not making enough money herself. But nobody bought it because she wants stupid money for it. Okay. So there's some more backstory for you. Okay, okay. Here we go. So what did you what did you say back to? Um, let's call her Karen Cafe. We call her Karen Cafe, and she and I'm. Don't forget that this isn't from me. This is from my business. Okay. Right. But you are she, your business. Yes. You wrote, sent this message. Yes. Does it really feel so reasonable? Let's just. <laughs> it's just nice being on the other side of it. <laughs> I know how you feel now. Right, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you? Are you going to interrupt me? No. Does it really feel what reasonable it come to offer you... exactly <laughs> the same thing as Feta de Pizza? It looks like you are copying them straight up. Right. And I responded with, hello, thank you for your feedback. Yes, it is perhaps unfortunate that we offer pizza in more than one place on Bleeder. It is also available at Bleeder Brigger and Bistro. We already planned this last autumn after our first summer as it is linked to other Italian products. At the time, we had no idea that Lilla Lardan, which was an interior design store, would start selling food. Hopefully <laughs> you want to try more options and visit in more than one place. And it doesn't one doesn't have to preclude uh, disclude the other. Right. She then Were you responded, pleased with that response. Yeah, I, I, I gave it some ironic by the wife and yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she wrote, obviously, but you mean it's a coincidence that you have exactly the same two types of pizza. <laughs> well, uh, well, funnily enough, actually, I can add a bit of context to this okay. because Lee messaged me uh, this week. Lee sent me a photo of a pizza with a bite taken out of it. Um, and it said, one of the best pizzas you'll ever try, mate. And I said, your self-confidence is admirable. And he says, I'm serious. I made basil oil so people can't pick the fresh basil off. It's a game changer on a margarita. And I stand by that. <laughs> 100%. Because the combination, the thing is, we're selling the ingredients. Yeah. That we, we, we're using on our pizzas. And these are used in the, the best restaurants in Stockholm as well. So what flavours then so she's saying you're copying what flavor you're doing a margarita a margarita and then i'm doing a, a you can add prosciutto parma ham for an extra <laughs> couple standard of quid. pizza flavors then right so my answer to her was margarita is the original pizza there is probably no pizzeria in the whole world that doesn't sell it we also sell prosciutto in our deli so it's a logical next step for us Unfortunately, we can't answer why Lila Lardan has chosen the pizzas to sell that they sell. But I think they have more options than these obvious classics. Good. I like I like your how did how did what we call a Karen Cafe? Karen Cafe. How did yeah. Karen Cafe 
respond in the face of a reasoned and logical response? How do you think she responded? Not in an unreasoned and unlogical manner? I wouldn't say necessarily. I'd say what she's doing now is answering with other issues going on in her head. Okay, go on. Such as trying to sell a cafe that no one wants to buy and having that as a lifeblood, her only income, I assume. Yeah. And that stress of not being able to pay the bills and maybe her husband will leave her because, you know, she's eating all the sandwiches that she can't sell. Anyway, I didn't ask about Lila Lardan or Feta de Pizza, as they are called. Mm -hmm. But I ask you because I find it strange that on April the 24th, you announced that you will have salads and sandwiches. Exactly what we have. I'm just going to stop there. I'm just going to pause <laughs> because we don't know what she has. She's just assuming that we know who she is. Right. Because she wasn't sending it from the Karen Cafe, was sending it from Karen. Not oh, Karen's okay. Cafe. Okay. So exactly what we have. And then also have pizza just like then already two others. At the same time as your CEO is chairman of the board of an association that claims to work for bleeders, oh, what's the word, um, development right. in the community. And he's expressed several times that, of course, you should not compete with each other, but offer a varied range to complement each other here on the island. Therefore, I became curious as to how it would turn out funny that the coincidence was so incredibly precise here okay so she doesn't like competition does she she's not interested in any form of competition and this isn't a small island the listeners who aren't familiar to the swedish archipelago might be thinking that we're like sat on a you know we're shouting at each other from from across the way it's it's mm. a big island well you so, said i think last week did you there's eighty thousand residents in sixty thousand visitors during a six-week period right that can sustain more than one pizzeria <laughs> yes um imagine if there was only one everyone wanted pizza and there's one pizzeria well, well, everyone wanted a sandwich and there's only one place you can buy a sandwich. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to finish this link. Uh, I've got, there's only two more uh, parts to it. And then I'm going to tell you why why we started to offer the pizza, which we had planned on doing, but then I thought, yeah. but we're going to get there. Okay. Uh, so my response was, it's sad that you inter interpret it that way, the way that you do. Our intention is and has always been to contribute to bleeders development and range. Neither salad, sandwiches, ice cream nor pizza are unique products. So you probably just have to accept that there will be some competition with this type of sale during the high season. Boom. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Um, do you think she accepted that? Based on comments so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no and I wanna know what she said. Um she said, of course I expect competition, but think that the Italian market is big enough to be able to offer more things than 
it is being the same everywhere. Not really sure what she means by that. And it's great that you want to contribute to the development and supply of Bleeder. Then we hope that consumers will choose to buy from the companies that try to operate all year round so that our archipelago and countryside will also be alive all year round. There's the there's the nub. There's the nub of it. Yeah. There comes the the issues. She doesn't like these Johnny come latelys that rock up in the summer. Yep. Trying to milk the sixty thousand visitors for six weeks mm. and then fucks off back to the big city to run their little sandwich bar there. <laughs> she doesn't like that at all. No, and I, the way you're looking at me and the way you're saying that, like you, that's a personal, that is clearly a personal <laughs> attack on me. <laughs> I mean, there are well, other got, people I've that do exactly the same thing. So, I've got a hangover. Yeah, but so this is the other thing, right? We bought, like I said, we we supply the Italian deli products. Yeah. Uh, it was a logical next step. I went out and I bought a, a an electric pizza oven, and I thought, if I get uninundated with pizzas, the, I might so struggle. Get what? Uninundated. <laughs> uninundated. Yeah. Like yeah. if I get not too inundated. Many... Yeah. Inundated, not uninundated. Uninundated. No, inundated. Inundated. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say you you want to say inundated. I'll say inundated if you want me to. Well, that's the word. Okay, we'll use that then. Uninundated sounds like a moron saying something's out of date. Okay, well, if you want me to say inundated, I'll say inundated. Okay, so anyway, listen. What happened was first week somebody came into our shop, yeah. saw all the products, and he says. Uh, do you sell pizza dough? And I said, no, we sell all the products needed to yeah. make pizza dough. He said, Lila Lardan sell pizza dough. I said, if Lila Lardan are selling pizza dough, they can't be selling any pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. Yeah. <laughs> and they would. I checked their Facebook page and their Instagram and they've come out with the most complicated, terrible system. You have to book a time slot to be able to then place an order for no more than about two pizzas right. for, for takeaway. This so is clearly, coming from someone that sold 12 pizzas on Friday, like 10 pizzas and three, two away. I didn't throw them away. I gave them away, I said. I gave them away. You're talking like the pizza messiah here. I'm not talking about the pizza messiah, but I do understand that they have their their come. He's he's in media. She runs a clothes shop, and these really? like like they always do. People from non restaurant businesses think that they can just go in and start running a food business. Yeah, they do not understand the psychology of it or how to deliver, and that's what's happened in this situation. You messaged me yesterday said you were hoping for your record day yesterday yeah did it transpire it did record sales yesterday well done how many how many pizzas did you sell yesterday i sold and i want the truth here lee you'll get it i sold 12 pizzas as well how many sandwiches 
two sandwiches. <laughs> ask me how many hamburgers I sold. Sorry, that was a big sniff down the microphone there. How, uh, ask me how many. Uh, how, how many hamburgers? I didn't know you sold hamburgers. We do it. It was the end of um, football school, so we had to cater to the kids, uh, and then uh, all the parents wanted as well. We sold fifty hamburgers. Uh, that's good. Uh, we sold about. 80 litres of ice cream. That's good. That's a lot of ice cream. That's where the major money came from. Mm. Yep. Well, that's been an interesting little insight into the island of Blida. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll keep you updated uh, yeah. as to the, the madness that goes on here. I uh, have, um, I've left the village twice this week. Yeah. Um, I think when I left, I went out on Tuesday and I honestly couldn't remember the time before that that I'd left the village. Really? That's pretty bad, isn't it? You're, yeah, that, you're sort of isolating yourself there, aren't you? I am, yeah. So I left the village. I went into town on Tuesday. I went out for a nice meal. And then I went out last night. It's uh, I run a veterans football team. And we went out last night. We had our end of season do mm. um and i got drunk to yeah. the point that i just took myself off at the end of the night got in a cab and came home you know and you think i've got to go <laughs> i've yeah. got to go <laughs> i'm doing on no good to anyone here i'm doing more harm than good yeah i'm like a spent cock at an orgy in that um, situation i would have just taken myself into a corner and fallen asleep yeah, well, that was the other option, uh, but I thought I'd come home instead. So I came home, I fell asleep on the sofa and was woken up on the sofa this morning by my family. Um, and then just when you were pestering me, we've got a pod, we've got a pod, oh, well, we've got a pod, we've got to do the podcast, we've got to do the podcast. Um, so I thought I'll have something to eat and I found a roll and put some peanut butter on it, had a few... Um, a few bites of that, and then realised that the mould, uh, the roll was covered in mould. Oh! <laughs> Scraping ah. it out of my mouth. Oh, with your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure what else you would have used to scrape it out. <laughs> <laughs> Chopsticks. Oh, falling asleep on the sofa. Sarah has a collection of about 80 pictures now, where she's uh, dagger sniped me. Asleep mm. on the sofa. Oh no, I've seen the I've seen the gallery. It's good. Yeah, I think she's gonna make like a photo album of it or something. I don't know. Or leave me. Have, and... have you seen the video? We we haven't spoken about Joel, have we? Or Aussie correspondent Joel. No, but I wanted to tell you a funny story before I um before we moved on. Okay. Do you know what happened? On, do you know what happened to me this morning? Well, you don't no, know, don't. but I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I got up. Uh, from my slumber yeah and I went downstairs to use the bathroom mm-hmm. and I was stood up urinating mm-hmm. and a massive sneeze was coming which I then suppressed right and shit myself <laughs> standing in front of the toilet standing in front of the toilet I was pissing <laughs> And the big sneeze was coming, and I suppressed it like, with my facial force. But the result, the, the backlash, 
from it resulted in me pooing standing up. I, I suppressed it with my facial force. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But it's a, well, I didn't put my finger over my nose or anything. Oh, I just okay. held it back in my face. <laughs> um, oh, that's humiliating, isn't it? Well, I was in the bathroom, so, you know. Yeah. Have you had to throw that like, underwear away? No, I had my underwear down around my ankles when I was pissing. Hold on, you stand to go for a piss and you yeah. pull your pants down by your ankles? I can tell you why. Because I was wearing khaki coloured shorts. And if I stand up and I shake myself off, usually I get like, there's like spray goes along the side of the khaki shorts in the groin area. And you don't want to look like you pissed yourself, right? No, we just got to be a bit more careful. I mean, you by the sounds of it, you need to be a lot more careful. <laughs> so did it drop down into the... <laughs> like was it like a proper log no <laughs> oh, oh dear oh. anyway joel our australian correspondent i yep. thought he was good value did you enjoy joel's company yeah well he's going to be listening to this so i'm going to say yeah have you seen the amazing video he made at warren ponds skate park I have. I, I did laugh. Yeah. Especially when he went down there and he interviewed uh, uh, what could only be described as somebody who may have an addiction to crack cocaine. Oh, I was going to say skaghead. That was going to be my, yeah. <laughs> that was going to be my description of the person. Yeah. Well, she might have just been like, I don't know, out for a morning walk and she likes that. That was her look. Uh, listeners, you can see that video on Twitter. At Village in Crisis, you can see it on Instagram, Village underscore in Crisis. You can see it on TikTok, Village in Crisis. You can see it on YouTube, Village in Crisis. And earlier in the week, about three hours after I'd heard about it, Lee got in touch with me and said, we need to get on threads. Yep. Which I'd already done. And you can see it on threads as well. But I haven't because uh, for some bizarre reason, Sweden is not accessible to threads at the moment. Which is amazing because it's launched in 100 countries. One of them not being Sweden. Yeah. So you can get threads in like Bangladesh, probably, but you can't get it here. Do you think if you were given five minutes, you could name 100 countries? Five minutes? Yeah. Um, no. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't think. Do you think you could name? Do you think you could do it? No. Do you think you could name a hundred countries? What if you were given unlimited time? Or say like like, 20, well, 20 minutes. How many countries are there in the world? Is it like I don't know. Three hundred, two hundred eighty, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So you, you're being asked to name nearly half of them. 40%. Yeah. I think I could. Go on then. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's a different podcast altogether. Do you want to know um, what's been going on in the village? I don't. I don't. I've missed the village. Yeah. We, I mean, we've, we've been away too long. We shouldn't have done we two have weeks been, away. We have been away too long. And I, I think we're, we're coming back in 
Mm. I think with a thread that is going to blow your mind. I'm ready. My mind's okay. ready to be blown. So it Do starts it. it starts with Peter Poo Poo. Okay. Peter Poo Poo. Oh, this Peter is apt. Poo-poo. Yeah, it is apt. It's funny yeah. how this often works out like this. Yeah. Anyway, so people might think that we scripted this part, but we haven't. No. Neil didn't know I was going to tell him that story. I didn't know I was going to tell anybody that story. <laughs> and now you've told everybody. I was, uh, before I came up here, I said to the kids, I said, I'm going to go up and record an internationally acclaimed podcast. And uh, they were saying, what do you mean internationally? I said, it has been listened to in every continent. And then my wife said, has it been listened to in Antarctica? Oh, God, such a know-it-all, isn't she? Yeah. What was your response? Uh, I said, no, it hasn't. You didn't say that. I, I said, you used worse. Yeah, worse. Than <laughs> I said, fuck off. I'm going to go and record a podcast. Anyway, Peter Poo comes in. Yeah. He says, please, please, please. Can everyone be considerate to others at the park and not allow their children to poo in the hedges? If you do, please make sure you clean up after yourselves, as it's extremely unpleasant for any young person to end up covered in it. Um. Oh, there's a couple of things I'd like to say about this. Go on then. Firstly is, who the fuck is letting their kids shit in bushes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second thing is, he Peter Poo Poo said, <laughs> Peter Poo Poo said, it's unpleasant for young people. Yeah. So, but what, just young people? Like, so an old person gets shit on them, they're just used to that, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, it's just part of the course. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be true. Who is letting their child go into a hedge at the park and take a shit? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how far have they travelled? From How far from their house are they that they couldn't possibly go back? What are they doing down the park? They're probably drinking, aren't they? They're probably taking their eye off the ball. The parents, parents. are talking about, yeah. Because I think if you've got kids, it, it must come to a certain age where you you don't accept that. Like if my 14-year-old said, Dad, I've got to go and shit in the bushes, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You yeah. must have known this was coming. Are you sick? Do you have diarrhea? Are you ill? Do we need to get you home? It no, can't no, no, no. Be, it I just can't want be 14-year-olds crapping in the bushes. No, that's what I mean. So you're taking your eye off the ball if you're not checking in with them. Do you need the toilet? Yeah. You know, have you been to the toilet before we leave? Things like that. What is interesting to me about this? Um, so don't allow your children to poo, the, poo in the hedges. I think that if you do. So then he's kind of making a nod to it being acceptable. And if you do let them poo in the toilet, please make uh, poo in the hedge. Please make sure you clean up after yourselves. That shouldn't. There shouldn't be a second half of that post. I don't think it should no. just. And don't allow your children to poo in the hedges. Full stop. You're 100% correct, Neil. I couldn't agree with you more. He should have just, he was too nice. Yeah. Fred. And I hope that somebody's written back defending the, the pooers. Well, Sue's suggestion has responded. Mm. Or carry a poo bag or two as dog walkers do. <laughs> no. 
No. You don't go down the park with your kid and take poo bags in case they poo in the hedges. This reminds me of, I saw an art, like, <laughs> uh, quite a while ago, a few years ago, I was massively into my marathon running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still like to go out for a little run now and again, but I was really into my running. Yeah, so you ran 3K this week. Yep. Like I said, I'm just easing myself back in. <laughs> um, and I will admit to pooing out in the nature yep. whilst on a run. Um, and it is a big thing. I know it is because I've spoken to other people who go out for two, three hour runs and, yeah. you know, nature calls, you're out in the nature. But there's an article in the newspaper in uh, Sweden about, um, it was like a two page spread about not pooing. Runners shouldn't poo or they should carry poo bags with them if they're going to go out and do a shit. Right. So, you know, it doesn't sound as a, Absurd. Absurd as uh, it might come across. Did you? Uh-huh. I mean, your kids are a bit older now, as are mine. They're beyond the age of going to the park. You know, certainly don't need supervision. So you're not down there. But in your lifetime, when you went out with the kids, did you ever think, I'll better take a poo bag in case one of them craps in the bush? No. Never. No, me neither. And I can honestly say my kids have never shat in a bush. No. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> no, well, that's it. That's the problem. Yeah. But I don't think that these kids are taking themselves off going, oh, God, mum asked me only 10 minutes ago if I need a poo. And I did, and it's just crept up on me. I can't go back to her and say that I need a poo. So the kid look, sort of looks over both shoulders and sneaks off behind a tree and dumps one out quick. I mean, I don't think that's happening either. I think no, kids so, don't care that much. They would just go back to the mum and say, I know you just asked me, but I need a shit. Yeah. Uh, Wilma, one word comes in. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, I think that's a fairly... Uh... Oh, she's hit the nail on the head. Tina Toilet. What the dot, 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 seriously, question mark, exclamation mark, two emojis of someone slapping their face. That's awful. My kids have been caught short before, but good grief. Who doesn't clean up after? Hold on, Tina. Tina is one of the ones that lets her kids shit in. In the hedge. In the hedge. And And then she goes and picks up human shit. Do you know what I like? There's nothing better I like than seeing like these women that have toy dogs, like miniature poodles or yeah. chihuahuas or whatever. And often it it's uh, as of an accessory, mm. and there's a certain type of woman that has these kind of. Is dogs. this a very Stockholm thing? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a very Stockholm thing, and. It would probably be accompanied with like heels and push up bras and you know, blonde hair. I like nothing better than seeing that dog take a shit and having to watch that person pick it up with their <laughs> manicured nails. God, those nails could probably tear the bag, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's probably someone's fetish. <laughs> um, Peter Poo Poo responds to Tina Toilet. 
I agree. Responsible parents would clean up. It's such a shame that not everyone does. I just wouldn't let your children play in the hedges, stroke conifer trees, as I would hate for it to happen to anyone else. I'm going to pull Peter Poo Poo back a bit here. Responsible parents wouldn't let their kids poo in the hedges. No, not at all. I'll tell you what, it would like if it happened once, I would forever be on that kid saying, right, you know what happened last time, right? Yeah. We're, not, we're not having a repeat of that. That's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. You let yourself down. <laughs> you let me down. You let your family down. Your grandparents knew it, know about this. I so said, there's no... no and they didn't need you. to know about it, but I've told everyone. Yeah, because like, when you share the shame, it kind of like disappears. Yeah. Um, so do you need to go to the toilet? No. Okay. And if it happened a second time, I just wouldn't take that kid out again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. Not just to the park. You're not leaving yeah. the house again. You're not leaving the house. But Daddy, I've got IBS. Tough. <laughs> what about people who had IBS back in the day before, you know, and no one knew about it and could diagnose it? There was a kid that went to my primary school mm. who, um, when you were at primary school, you had like kind of vertical tutor groups. So you had different age kids in in one class. I don't know if you did the same thing as well anyway this kid was a year older than me and he used to shit himself every day um so he had the nickname smelly roger (laughs) he was called roger and he became smelly roger anyway years and years passed and he turned into a bit of a wrong'un and Mm. he was in like my mum and dad used to uh, own a shop or run a shop in in town that sold sweets and records and stuff like that. a bit like wh smith but not wh smith okay. um and so years later when he was about 18 or something he was in there with a couple of other wrongings and my mum saw him shoplifting and she went up to him in front of his mates and went smelly roger put that down <laughs> Did he say anything back to your mum? No, he just put it down and got out of there. <laughs> 18 years old, and someone's just come up to him in front of his mates and called him Smelly Roger. We had a, there was a kid who used to live across the road from us, and I, I can't remember the backstory, but I think it was something to do with like PE class and getting changed, and someone saw that he had. Uh, skid marks right. in his white briefs and he was forever known as skidders after that that's disappointing isn't it yeah skidders skidders like and it's the same sort of thing there like um my mum would then you know use that nickname for a kid yeah like oh look why don't you go outside and play you see skidders is out there playing with the ball why don't you go outside in the sun <laughs> with skidders smelly roger smelly roger once climbed you know you used to do gym at school where you'd you'd have the ropes (laughs) he once climbed to the top of the ropes and shit himself at the top of the ropes so it came down the rope (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> did, it, did it sort of like circle the rope? Yeah, no, just kind of drop down in. Blop, 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 and just oh. caught it as it went down, yeah. What did the teacher do in that scenario? Oh. Just sort of abandon I mean, the what class? What do you do? Just imagine, like when you're a kid, you don't really appreciate that the teacher is a human being, do you? But that teacher's gone home from work. And the husband's gone, how was your day? Oh, you know that kid I keep telling you about, Smelly Roger, who poos himself every day. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember you mentioned him. Well, he, he did it at the top of the ropes. And he was the kind of kid, by the way, that um, would forget his PE kit. So he was probably just in pants and vest at that time. Oh, he's gone through the lost property box. Yeah. I remember I mean, it could have been could have been any other day. It could have been playing traffic lights or something, you know, which is just far more yeah. mundane. But to get up high, do you think it was a fetish? Of Smelly Roger. Shit, shit on, shit on people from yeah, from from a great height. From a great height, I I remember. I I can't understand this, and this might be a generational thing, but I. Forgot my PE kit once, or my shorts, yeah. whatever. And my, you know, it, it was my PE kit, and I had on white wide fronts and a white vest. Yeah. And I, for context, I was about eight or nine, right? Okay. Ten at the most. Maybe close to sixteen. Anyway, <laughs> the teacher, the PE teacher, made me do uh, PE outdoors in bare feet. Because I obviously didn't have my plimsolls with me either. I would have had plimsolls because I was wearing white fronts and a, and a white white vest. And made me do my the PE outside in my pants and my vest. <laughs> that doesn't, um, I don't think that would get through. I don't think that would pass nowadays, do you? People, the, the schools are too worried about their uh, ratings, aren't they? Mm. Or are you thinking that it's just not acceptable on a human level? I think it's level? just not, yeah, just not acceptable on a human level, I suppose. Like just being a a good human, you wouldn't do that. Tina Toilet comes back in anyway, and she says to Peter Poo Poo, well, I'll be sure to keep I'll keep my kids away from those bushes. I'm sorry you have had to, I'm sorry you've had such a horrible experience. Well, this is, this is coming from now. someone that's, yeah, it's coming from someone who's letter kids poo in those bushes. Yeah, and what I want to know is, and we're getting to maybe the crux of it here, is how does Peter Poo Poo know there's poo in the bushes? Well, I'm assuming his kids have gone in and been soiled by the dirty protest. Maybe he doesn't have children. What's your answer now? <laughs> well... It'd be a strange post to put on. Anyway, Peter Poopy responds to Tina. Thank you for your kind words. Someone's <laughs> died. Someone's yeah. died. <laughs> uh, Oscar Outraged yeah. comes in. Oh, here we go. Peter, tell me it's not on the estate. And what Peter is... says, no, it's at the park. <laughs> As per the original post. Oh. Oscar just wanted to be heard, didn't he? He's another one. He did. And also, I presume there is a lack of bushes on the estate. Well, I don't know well, how nice the, the estate, estate is. 
the, the estate we've touched on the estate before the estate is where the moat is oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so there are bushes around there but right. by and large most of the kids playing on that estate live at that estate or are friends with someone that lives on that estate so if they didn't go home or didn't say to their mate can i just pop to yours for a bit i need the toilet and chose to defecate in the bushes it would be be pretty bad yeah have you ever been caught short i have never taken a jobby in public never no never never have you ever taken a jobby in front of somebody else Never taken a job in front of someone. Well, probably my mummy when I was little. <laughs> yeah, but as an adult, this no, or sort of sixteen upwards, like. No, I I think it's a very personal thing, isn't it? Do you remember we were on a stag do in Newcastle, and me, you, and another friend of ours were sharing a hotel room, and you were in the bathroom, right. and I was desperate to go to the toilet, right? And you you wouldn't hurry up for me. <laughs> And it was a case of like, I, I have to go now. This is right. this is happening. And uh, the friend of ours was on the bed and he was pretty hungover as well. And I ended up just taking, you know, in these sort of like travel lodge type hotels. Yeah. Great Western kind of place. They have those like tin bins with like the the uh, very yeah, thin plastic <laughs> yeah. bag inside. I just took that and shat in it outside the toilet <laughs> door. And as I was finished, you came out and you said, why don't you just wait until I come out? <laughs> and our friend was lying on the bed just going, oh, God, this is so... I've seen it all now. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Laura Lowell comes in and she says, sorry, but a lol. Not allow their children to poo in the hedges. That's utterly gross and common. Peasant, but lol, eh? <laughs> I think she's the one closest to what we're thinking right yeah. now, yeah? Uh, Gabby Gobsmacked comes in. Did I read that right? What parent lets their child poo in a hedge? Okay, some kids can get caught short, but for goodness sake, sort it out. And then she has put four turd emojis. Apt. Apt, yeah. Peter Poo Poo says, yes, you've read it right. It's such a shame how the odd person can ruin things for others. It's totally unacceptable behaviour, which can really traumatise a child. Do you remember when we, you were kids, or we were kids, or um, dog shit was everywhere, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everywhere. Like on the football pitch, no one was picking up dog poo. No. For love nor money. And I just hope that, you know, as time goes by, society can... Takes the same approach to human poo. Exactly. That, you know, we can eradicate this problem. So when it does happen, <laughs> it is so rare. Yeah. It is so rare. I would say it's fairly rare to find yourself, unless it's your kink, <laughs> covered in human shit. I reckon it's more common than you think. 
Danny Disgusted comes in. He says, that's disgusting. Can't believe I just read that. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on. And then Jenny Jumble comes in. I said this because this doesn't make a great deal of sense. Don't we have enough people not clearing up after their dogs, let alone humans' rings? Don't have a choice, but we do. Yeah. Fiona, Fiona Fairpoint comes in. That is dreadful. Why are they leaving it? Lazy parenting. Is anyone going to come in and defend this? No. Oh. I thought we were going to have at least one person going... It was me. It was me. It was my children that did it. I'm Spartacus. Yeah. Oh shit! Where my kids will shit where they want. Yeah. Or even Your kids. an adult come in and say it was me. My I, I, there were no children involved. I went into the bushes and shat, and I'll does, continue to do it. <laughs> it does make it worse, doesn't it? If it was an adult that was caught short. Yeah. I think, though, in that situation, you've really got to sort of like, what are they wearing while they're doing it is a big question. Because if they're out there like wearing running gear, you can go, oh, look, they're, they're a long way. They could be a long way from home. Like, what, mm. What's the options? Like, that's, that happens. But if you're wearing like jeans and a T-shirt, some like, you know, nice high top Air Jordans. Yeah. You've got to be thinking to yourself, like, come on, what, what's going on here? Why have you toileted? where you've toileted yeah that question um and that pretty much brings us to the end of the thread peter poo poo says it's terrible i would just make sure that no children play in the conifers it's such a shame and fiona fairpoint says um actually it's not lazy it's not even an option people need to use toilets not bushes it's not acceptable full stop that's as good an ending for that thread is I think we're going to find. Yeah. Unless somebody else has come in and said anything. No, no, no one else has come in and said anything. No one else has come in and owned up. Because who would own up? Peter Poopo kept going on about the conifers. He has a real affection for the conifers. Yeah. Um, I planted some uh, tomato seeds about five months ago and i came home to our house in the city and mm. they've started flowering and uh there's quite a few green tomatoes growing oh wow are you going yeah. to put them on your pizzas i might have enough for the 10 pizza i sell <laughs> <laughs> so as long as demand doesn't go up which yeah. i'm pretty at this stage i'm i'm pretty sure it'll probably i'll be happy if it just stays as it is but it was a, it's a, I've nurtured, I've, I've potted, repotted, I've sown, I've done all sorts. Honestly, it would have been easier and cheaper to just go buy some gourmet tomatoes. But yesterday I sat there looking at those tomatoes. I actually took a picture and put it on my personal profile with like, like dew coming off them and the colours and I put a filter on top and everything. Mm. I was so proud. I was so proud of them. Like they're there, you they're growing. Spend, you should spend that much effort on uh, promoting the podcast listen i've spoken to my kids and yeah. my wife and yeah. anybody that will listen and quite frankly they're like like my oldest summed it up quite well she said dad 
if one of my mates kept going on at me about promoting their dad's podcast, mm. I'd, I wouldn't be friends with them anymore. Okay. Well, it just shows how shallow relationships clearly are in Sweden. <laughs> As a 17 year old girl. Yeah. You know, trying to fit in. and Yeah. Um, have you got any exciting plans for the week or you're just going to be um, selling pizzas and sandwiches and stuff? Uh, when, um, we got some friends coming over today, but you know what I did last night? What did you do? I was at Elton John's last ever concert. Wow. How yeah. was it? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, the The... Rocket Man. Yeah. I turned to Sarah. I was stunned and I said, I think that I've just witnessed the best ever song played live that I've ever experienced. It was that good. There was like a, uh, towards the end of it, when you thought the song was coming to an end, him and the uh, bass player did yeah. like a sort of duo where he was playing the piano and he was on the bass and it was just an instrumental. And just just him on the piano was just you, you know you wouldn't even have to sing it was so good that's amazing you got tickets for that i got them like just as a last minute uh thing they, the seats weren't supposed to be that good but we sat side on it was amazing i'll tell you though he it's a good good time for him to retire because he is looking like an old man yeah did you see him Every, in Glastonbury? no i didn't see any of the footage but they, they when he I walked saw, onto stage it was almost like people were helping him up to the piano. When he left the piano to sort of like lift his arms up to G the crowd up after each track, I thought, don't stray too far from that piano, mate. <laughs> you might not get, you might not find your way back. At Glastonbury, and, he, he seems to have quite a dry mouth. So like between songs, he's kind of claggy mouth, I'd say. Yeah, and his bottom lip was all sort of, yeah. sort of pouted out, wasn't it? But he was... He, he was very cute. He was a cute little musical genius. <laughs> and on that note, we will end yeah. this week's podcast. Thank you, Lee, for your time. Maybe next week, yeah. neither of us will be hungover. How about that for a challenge? I'm not hungover. But yeah, I know, I, but I, I am. And last I week know, you and were. I and was, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. OK, no, we should uh, not be hungover when we record it next time. But I feel really good about it this episode i think i feel good about this episode as well lee um please 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 please, if you are if you're listening tell your friends about it um put it all over your socials i'm listening to a great podcast at the moment it's called village in crisis and then you can share our socials um we are on instagram twitter threads tiktok and youtube i'm an old man in a world that is unfamiliar, like Elton John stepping away from the piano. (laughs) Goodbye, Lee. Goodbye, Neil. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.